You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. We have a terrific Tuesday for you. I'm so excited because Dr. Reverend Leslie Braxton is in the building. I get to connect with him about another amazing event y'all can tune into later this week. You know, there's a series of things happening for Juneteenth, and it's so exciting to hear more about songs of Black folks. So I'm excited that he is here to tell us more about this phenomenal event. But of course, it's what? It's the top of the show, y'all. So it's a perfect time for you to participate with us. Go ahead, tag and share this stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And if you cannot watch our TV show, we definitely have you covered. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever one is your favorite. Go ahead and search for us and y'all will find us there. Shout out to our Converge family and teams who make all of this amazing production happened. Some of it happening here in the Black Media Matter studios, others happening all over the place. Shout out to all the crews and all the coordinating folks behind the scenes making it all happen. Uh, I'm excited because, you know, when we talk about summer events, there's so many different things going on. And just yesterday, I was encouraging you all to step out of your front door and participate in some of these amazing events that are happening. But Juneteenth is a special time. We have been able to see a proliferation of events happening throughout Washington State. I just learned about some things happening on the east side. Shout out to all the east side listeners over there, Spokane, Yakima. We see y'all. We know y'all are out there doing it too. But there's some great events that are happening and it's uh, amazing for me because I get to really not only uplift a lot of the folks who are organizing behind the scenes here on The Day with Trey, but when you go out and you experience them, as I encouraged you yesterday, it's a whole nother thing for me. And it is amazing to be able to experience so many great organizers coming together to make these events happen. And trust me, we have to give it up to them. And so I just wanted to spend the top of the show thanking all of the amazing event organizers for the hard work and dedication. Oftentimes, these are not paid positions, y'all. This is a volunteer effort for so many different organizations to pull together the events that we get to experience. And so while I encourage you to step out of your front door yesterday, I also want to encourage you to uplift our event organizers. You know, when we think about what makes our city great or our community great, there's something about culture that is always at the center or the root of that. And culture is defined in so many different ways. But when we have folks that are putting on for the culture, bringing events out that showcase our local artistry, our local performers, all of the talent that we have here and bringing talent from other places as well. This is one of the things that 
encourages all of us to get out there and experience life uh, because we do have these amazing events that we get to participate in. We get to attend. We get to connect with community members and business owners. Um, it's a beautiful thing to be able to do it. But I know firsthand how much hard work goes into so much of this effort. So I want to just take a moment to really celebrate our event organizers out there, whether it is a Juneteenth event or some type of summer event, y'all are going to be seeing more and more event organizers hitting the day with Trey because I am excited to uplift all of the amazing events that are going on um, in our city and beyond. And it's beautiful because we see Tacoma, we see all the way up in Snohomish County. There's all kinds of events that are happening, but it takes planning, y'all. It takes time and effort. And I know that it is a lot of time and effort to organize all of these events. So kudos to you. If you are one of those folks who has, you know, utilized your time, talent, and treasure, your energy to pour into some of these amazing events that are happening throughout our area, thank you so much. It is a blessing to have you as a part of all of our communities because you are one person and the team you work with is a team of people who give us something to go out and celebrate um, together. So thank you for the time that you put into this. I appreciate you. We see you. We uplift you. We uphold you. And we are so appreciative of you. And of course, after this break, I get to show my appreciation to Dr. Reverend Leslie Braxton for all the work that he's been doing with Songs of Black Folks, another amazing event coming up this weekend. I get to tune in with him right after this short break. So stay tuned, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out. Down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. Hey, you guys, I'm Jay Martin Jr., the host of the Drive Project podcast, where we talk about passion, purpose, and possibility. It's available for you to listen on whereweconverge.com, SoundCloud. You can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, Google, and so much more. Real conversations with real people. And some of it is just me sharing my perspective. I can't wait for you to listen. Thank you so much. are my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in. They talked to our lender and saved our home because falling on hard times does not have to mean losing your home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHAF.org. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the day with Trey. Oh, I told you it's going to be a terrific Tuesday, and I'm going to get right into it with Dr. Reverend Leslie Braxton. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Trey. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's good to be here. Well, this is an amazing event, and it sounds like last year was an amazing kickoff, but you know, you're like, look, if folks came last year, they're going to be excited about this year. I first want to talk about the organizing body. As I just shared there in the opening, how important it is for us to uplift so many of the organizers who pour into this. How has it been for you to work with the other organizers of this event to pull this off and bring this out to the community? Well, I'm, nothing happens without a lot of effort. Um, the artistic director, Ramon Bryant Braxton, has been working on this year's show since the fall of 2022, um, gleaning his learnings from last year's inaugural performance um, on Father's Day 2022. So he's been reflecting on the show, refining it, getting together his featured performers for this year, thinking about his run of show, the songs he wanted to have in it. And then for each piece, someone has to sit down and write an orchestral score. So a song that have may have had some simple harmonies, now you've got to write in a violin line and a flute line and a harp line. So for the 50-piece orchestra, that song has to be written for every one of those 50 instruments. And not everybody knows how to do that. So he has to pull together a team of writers for all 12 pieces in this, in this concert. He's writing a couple of them, and then he's got to pull together a team of writers so that every song can be translated into a full orchestral score. So he's got to pull together the team of writers after he determines what the run of show is going to be and start that whole project. Then he's got to start thinking about the orchestra for the year and, and when he's going to select the orchestra and, and who's going to help him with that. Then he's got to pull together a 40-voice choir of people who are from Everett down to Lacey that is truly representative of the Pacific Northwest. All those things have to work together. Then I, as the executive director, I'm pulling together the production team, the marketing people, the setup people, the people at the venue at the, um, uh, the Paramount Theater, um, arranging for hotel arrangements, flight arrangements for all of those things. Um, all of the media stuff and the graphics and to pull all that together. There are lots of teams that have to work together all toward the one goal of when people sit in a seat at 7 p.m. next Sunday night, the capstone of their Father's Day celebrations will be this magnificent journey through African-American history that where the music is the soundtrack of our existence. Wow. I mean, this is such a phenomenal feat. And we were just talking earlier about the need for us to have a multitude of events that cater to so many different needs. And you were saying, you know, this fine art space where y'all really fit in this amazing pocket. Tell us more about when you said even last year, like, hey, we can do something that's a bit different from all of these other amazing events that are going on while celebrating and supporting them. Let's do something a bit different. Tell us more about the decision to pull this all together. Well, last year, if you recall, as African-Americans from coast to coast, we were pushing for Voting Rights Act. And once again, America being true to its colors said they gave us symbolism over substance. They gave us a Juneteenth holiday. We wanted a Voting Rights Act. So once again, black folks, we have to make lemonade out of lemons. So we take 
a holiday that we've been celebrating amongst ourselves in parks and in backyards um, with our barbecues and our kente cloth and our songs. And I love all that. And I do all that. And I'll be attending several celebrations again this year. Um, so we've had to take this maiden national celebration of a celebration that we've been doing amongst ourselves the last 160 years and and use it to bring attention back to the unfinished agenda of becoming a more perfect union which requires in part protecting everybody's access to the suffrage that said i asked the political leaders what is seattle what is the washington state that prides itself so much on racial equity how are we celebrating juneteenth given the fact that we have our only the second african-american mayor are we just going to let it pass by or are we going to do something to celebrate it? And everybody gave me the deer in the headlight look. So they asked me, do you have anything in mind? I said, I'm glad you asked. Yes, I do. I asked the question, how does Marian Anderson and Paul Roberson get a footprint attraction into our Juneteenth celebrations? Because they don't sing at the park. They sing in the concert halls. So I said, give me one of our top concert halls. Give me Benaroya. Give me McCall Hall. Give me Paramount. Give me Fifth Avenue. Give me a 50-piece orchestra. Give me a 7- to 10-piece rhythm section. Give me a 40-piece choir. Let me hire an artistic director who can write music, compose music, direct a choir, direct an orchestra, put together a run of show that will fit the thematic framework that I will provide, pull it all together. And I said, I will give you a cultural experience that you rarely see outside of an Atlanta, a Chicago, a Baltimore, a DC, where you have a larger a dem black demographic and a deeper talent pool and historic institutions like our HBCUs and larger black churches that produce and then develop and then deploy that kind of talent. You don't see that out here in the Pacific Northwest. We don't have the demographic to support it. And so my goal as a son of the Northwest, who went back east for 15 years, came back to the Northwest, was to pull west of the Mississippi, north of California, a world-class fine arts production that features African-American talent for the Northwest audience because, as Langston Hughes said, if I can see it, I can be it because one becomes what one beholds. And kids growing up in the Pacific Northwest, not just black kids, but white kids, all kids and all adults, they need to see the best of black folks here in the Northwest where you usually see a kind of anemic version of us just because of the demographics. This is a corrective experience to see world-class, even here in the Pacific Northwest, of black culture. Oh, my goodness. Snaps on that. Because you're so right. When I was at Howard and experiencing the depth of... Oh, you went to Howard? Yes, sir. Oh, don't tell my daughter, Carissa. Uh oh, oh. Go Bison. H-U. <laughs> you already know. Uh, but, but being there and seeing the depth of Black theater. Yes. Because I went there for a theater program. And it was so phenomenal for me to experience the rich history that you speak of. It was just known. Black folks go to theater in the yes. East Coast. Yes. Like it's a thing. Yes. And, you know, here we're still trying to get folks to understand that these are spaces for us. You know, I'm I'm grateful because in my partnerships uh, through Converge with, you know, STG and yes. also with um, McCall Hall with uh, Pacific Northwest Ballet and Seattle Opera. I'm encouraging folks because I'm like, I'm telling you, these shows are phenomenal. Absolutely. And we actually have such a deep heritage of creative expression. 
and all of these amazing fine art shows that I get to attend just showcase that at the highest level, as you said. So I love that that intentionality was built into your approach and that you were able to essentially give that challenge to the city, say, look, look at what we can produce when we have all of this amazing talent in one show. We're going to show you what that looks like. Absolutely. But I really want to zone in a bit here on the historical references when you're talking about infusing the education pieces into what you do and into the musical choices for this concert. Tell us more about what the audience can experience in terms of gaining some of the understanding of that deep history. The concept that I'm working from which I presented to the kind of political establishment and then to the cultural um, uh, folks out there was to take the African music tradition that jumped the Atlantic via the slave ships, settled into the soil of the daily lives of an enslaved people and otherwise oppressed after 244 years of chattel slavery that um, the music evolved into various genres. In fact, the most authentically American music is black music. Mm. So that African music tradition began as field songs after the Christianization of uh, the enslaved African population in the mid 1700s. Um, then they became spirituals. Later, they were concertized spirituals. They evolved then into jazz, evolved into the blues, evolved into rhythm and blues, evolved into hip hop, evolved into spoken word. But each one of these genres of music, if you do a DNA sampling of them, they function in two ways. Number one, as a tool of political resistance, whether it's civil rights marchers saying, um, ain't gonna let nobody turn me around, or whether it's Tupac Shakur saying, keep your head up, or Held Melvin in the Blue Notes saying, wake up everybody, the world ain't gonna get no better if we just let it be, and as a source of hope, whether it's civil rights marchers again saying, uh, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome one day, or the great hymn writer, Charles A. Tinley, saying, harder yet may be the fight, Right may often yield to might, wickedness a while may reign, Satan's cause may seem to gain, but there is a God that rules above with a powerful arm and a heart of love. But if I'm right, God will fight our battles, we shall be free one day. All of our music, um, like jazz, moving from the major to the minor chord, because our lives move from the major to the minor chord, but it gives us a, a, a literally a political weapon to fight back against the ravages of the relentless assault of white racism. Um, anti-blackness on the lives and the psyches and even the bodies of black people and a well from which to dip every day to put wind back in our sails to keep fighting um, for our lives, fighting from the margins of society into the mainstream. Our music, I literally believe if you lost every book on black history and every book on American history that speaks of our odyssey. If you just captured the lyrics of our music, you could reconstruct our total history in this country. Our music is the soundtrack of our odyssey in this United States of America. 
I could listen to this all day because you're really speaking to the heart and soul of where so much creativity is birthed. Yes. And, you know, the fact that that level of understanding is the foundation for which you produce this amazing event just tells me so much of what I need to know in terms of what the audience will experience. Because oftentimes, it you know, we see... You know, creative stuff. It's like, oh, people are really experiencing it at the surface level, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that is. Okay, great harmony, great music, great sound. But to have such a deep intentionality, I'm, I, I just know that the audience is walking away with that level of understanding some of that insight that you pour into it. People are receiving it. What was some of the response from last year's inaugural performance that uh, y'all heard as an organizing team? You know, how were folks receiving this amazing concert last year? Well, last year, a lot of people thought, there go Braxton again. He from Tacoma. <laughs> they all about to hype, you know, and then they walked out saying, wow, uh, his mouth wrote a check that he cashed. Wow. And it was a jaw-dropping experience. And one of the things that caught so many people by surprise was that the promised diversity in genre was delivered in full. And this year's show is last year's show on steroids. Wow. Because we have the experience of last year. And, and by that I mean you're going to experience not a type of music, but all types of music. Because... The black musicology, black musical tree has many branches that have, have broken off in, in the evolution. So you're going to hear some highbrow, world-class, uh, classical music from people who've won Grammys in classical music. Jacqueline Eccles, Solomon Howard, um, that the Kennedy Center, 2021, the leading bass voice in the world in opera. And yet... He's one of the world-class percussionists that you're going to see him playing percussions throughout the program. But you're not only going to hear classical, for those who love classical, you also are going to hear jazz. You also are going to hear R&B. You are also going to hear some earth, wind, and fire. You are also going to hear some Louis Armstrong. It's a wonderful world. I don't want to give it all away, mm -hmm. but you're also going to hear some rap. And some spoken word. You're whatever is your slice of, of the pie, whatever floats your boat, you're going to hear it all. And then you're going to see artists who sing classical over here have the nerve to come over here and do some speak over, do some spoken word, do some R&B. Because in the black community, we don't live in dichotomies. We got that from white folks who try to chop everything up. We are fluid. Most of our gospel, most of our... Uh, gospel artists also sang secular music because we don't live in sacred secular dichotomies. So the versatility of the performers is one of the shocking things, as you see, the diversity of the music, but the versatility of the performers. Wow. Uh, Dr. Reverend Leslie Braxton putting it down. I'm I'm excited. I definitely need tickets to the show. I need to come. I need to be there. Yes, you do. Uh, I, I'm so excited because, you know, we've been playing the commercial here and I'm like, oh, I, I can't wait to talk to him to learn more. And here you are just enlightening me and the audience. Thank you so much for what you've done. Of course, I got to give you time to look right in that camera. Make sure folks know how to show up for this amazing event. Don't cheat yourself. Go to songsofblackfolk.org, www.fm.
songsofblackfolk.org. One word, www.songsofblackfolk.org. It will pop up. You can purchase your tickets there. They start as low as $30. We intentionally started low because we don't want to price black folks out of Songs of Black Folk. The top ticket is 75. They go 30, 45, 60, 75 so that everyone can get in on this. If you want to stop by the uh, Paramount box office, you can buy them there. But www.songsofblackfolk.org buy your tickets. They are moving. So please don't wait till tomorrow. Get your tickets and be there and let your Father's Day celebration, let the capstone be that you are sitting there in the Paramount in this magical moment that will culminate with a musical tribute to fathers with a unique presentation of one of Earth, Wind and Fire's greatest hits. I'm not going to um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to ruin the surprise any more than that. But there's going to be a musical tribute to fathers that should be the capstone of your day honoring your father, your husband, your son, your boyfriend. Be there. Wow. Uh, and shout out to STG Presents, you know, the whole Seattle theater group for partnering with you all to yes. bring it to the Paramount this year. It's uh, I know that their partnership is phenomenal, but also their intentionality yes. to ensure that everyone feels welcome at their their theaters and really at the Paramount, too, because it's such an amazing, big, huge, historic space. So kudos to you for all the work that you've done and for bringing this partnership together so that we all get to experience this amazing concert. I can't wait to be there on the 18th, 7 p.m. at the Paramount. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Wow. Uh, Y'all, I told you it was going to be a terrific Tuesday. He just blew me away. I'm sure you're blown away too. I get to wrap up all of this amazingness right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey, you guys, I'm Jay Martin Jr., the host of the Drive Project podcast, where we talk about passion, purpose, and possibility. It's available for you to listen on whereweconverge.com, SoundCloud. You can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, Google, and so much more. Real conversations with real people. And some of it is just me sharing my perspective. I can't wait for you to listen. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I just got to say, Ooh, let me take a breath because this episode was phenomenal to hear from Dr. Reverend Leslie Braxton about all of the work that has gone into putting this event on uh, here at the Paramount Theater. Y'all heard it on the 18th, 7 p.m. Get your tickets now at STG Presents. You can also go to Songs of Black Folk dot org and you will be able to get your tickets there he said stop by the box office plenty of ways to get them but make sure that you find a way to celebrate this father's day right there at the paramount theater and take in all that we heard him say today y'all know i was inspired because for me anytime we can have events that are intentional to uplift not just our history and our brilliance but showcase how that brilliance is manifested through the talent pool that he and his team have pulled together, 
I'm all the way in. So I will that I will see y'all there on the 18th. And I want y'all to always be inspired. When the guests come here and they share what they're doing, the inspiration abounds right here in the Black Media Matter studios. But I only will that it also merges through the screen or through the uh, radio if you're listening on podcasts, but that it merges into you so that you find a way to be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution as Reverend Braxton has. And for me, y'all, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.